Welcome to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my main man and partner in crime, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. Steve, how are you doing? Foltz, I'm hanging in there. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Difficult times right now. Strange times right now. Definitely uncertain times right now. I mean, and I think that that's completely okay to say, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Um like we were saying, we're, we're dealing in unprecedented times. And uh, quite frankly, um, when uh, not to not to go down the path of anything sad, but when I, when my father first passed away and people used to ask my mother, how are you doing? And she would look at them and say, I'm doing really, begins with an S, you know, and she would just be really honest. And people were just like, well. Yeah, it's to be expected. Because, I mean, what is she going to say? I'm doing great. I'm fine. Right. No. No, so, it would, that would be dishonest. It, it totally would. And I think that that's something that people need to be having more conversations about. And that's me and Steve uh, were thinking about what, what type of uh, show that we were going to put out. We had... Uh, we scrapped a show. We, we did. We had one that we were going to actually did release. And then we figured that we needed to get a message out. Uh through all this craziness, yes, we did a we did a show on COVID nineteen and and doing the information concerning that virus, but I think what's important now is to just have an open dialogue and and just discuss this new normal that that we're living in. Right, and I it didn't it wasn't as important at the beginning of the conversation that that Fultz and I started to have, um, so we got together tonight. And it wasn't because, you know, I, I wanted to. It was because I needed to. I just had to talk to Foltz and check, what, check with him where he was at because I know that there's some you know, feelings of uncertainty that I'm having. And I just wanted to see if that was where he was at. Yeah, and it couldn't be more accurate, as I'm sure – a lot of you are, are feeling whether you're an essential, uh, essential employee right now, which if that's the case, thank you so much. And I'm sure you're working crazy hours and, and, and can't imagine. Um, but, and let's say your spouse is not, but is staying home with the children because uh, there, there is schools that are closing. It's going to, it's tough to relate because your spouse is going into the workforce. They are still going and doing now. I'm sure their, their demands and their duties have increased, but they're still at least, granted, probably six feet apart, but are still being social in some aspect, whether it's just talking about work or talking about anything. You're having conversations. But me, myself, uh, well, you know what? We should probably, before we go into that, let's go back to the beginning. Right. Let's, uh, you know, since we're going to be discussing a new normal, let, let's start off by like, let me ask you this. When this first all started and we heard that, okay, we're going to start closing businesses that are non-essential how, how did you feel when it first started well i there was a there was a point where i, I didn't think it was real 
Right. Because we've never experienced anything. We have nothing to compare it to. So we couldn't be like, oh, this is going to be horrible because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be just like, no, this is unprecedented. Right. And, and in the beginning, I thought, okay, the, the schools are going to close for a week, maybe uh, disinfect, spray in there. And then, you know, you know, I, like I said, like you said, it's never been this way before. So not knowing what to expect, uh, it didn't have, have the impact that it should have had at the time. Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. And I was telling Steve uh, in pre-show that when it first happened that obviously I, w- I was feeling a certain way and I was like excited. It was obviously not the word, but Steve helped me. We talked through it and I guess the word was historic. So it wasn't like I was excited about something, but it was like, oh my gosh, we're experiencing something right now that's going to be historic. It's going to be taught about in history books, you know, for hundreds of years because we learned about the Spanish flu of what, 1917, which was over a hundred years ago. Right. There, you know, this is something that occurs uh, in, in the human history. It's occurred with the bubonic plague, uh, Spanish flu. There's been other major pandemic uh, um, events that have happened in humanity. This one's a little different, though. It it is, and I have to wonder. As on, well, continuing on with how how we felt when it started. Of course, like we said, we didn't know what to expect. So let's talk about you know, as as it was progressing. It was. Uh, I got a point for that one. As, sure, go, as go it was progressing, this is one of the things that I noticed, and, and I have a a broad base of uh, people that I speak to often, a large network of people that I speak to, because I really love talking to people. He does, <laughs> and a lot of the guys and guys or girls doesn't matter um, were saying things like. Man, you're buying into this. You know, this whole thing is getting blown way out of proportion. Uh, I can't believe you're even doing that or considering doing that. When And that was in relation to, like, taking precautions. Um, there was a lot of disbelief. Sure. And, and, that, and, that, and I'm glad that you said that because that's something that, that I want to address. Because what we're talking about tonight with our show on New Normal, um, where it's going to be it's going to be a different it's going to be a different take on shows because we're not going to really get into talking about like like covid and corona and and the subtle beast outtake on or the take on it we did that show and yeah of course there's been more developments and there's lots of different uh theories that on it that we could discuss and go down the rabbit hole with but that's not what necessarily tonight is we're just we're just trying to get a grasp on on what it is that we're doing so i would say that as it progressed um I guess within the first two weeks, I was uh, I was still pretty optimistic. I was just thinking, okay, this is probably good. This is what we need. The Earth needs a, a reset. Maybe if everyone just stays home, yeah, we'll get over this. And uh, who couldn't use a two week break in the event that you know you don't need the income? I'm not saying we, we don't need the the income, but I was looking forward to a nice two week break because we were actually supposed to go on vacation to Key West, and that got canceled because they oh that's right they closed the state of Florida. I'm sorry about that, man. Yeah, just like uh, Chevy Chase said. Well, imagine if you got there. 
took the whole family down there and they closed the state of Florida. And Roy Wally goes, well, they don't close the state of Florida. Well, I know they don't close the whole state of Florida. Well, guess what? They closed the state of Florida. <laughs> That's a reference to vacation. Yes. And uh, if you were on our uh, Facebook page, we made reference to that this week and uh, just trying to have a little fun. But yeah, so again, so I was, I'm feeling optimistic, thinking, okay, going to get some downtime in. Um, I'm, I'm a regular uh, gym nut. I love going there. Um, that's basically the activity that I get through the day because working here at home and in the studio, uh, don't really find much time. But that I haven't uh, been able to do. But again, it was during the progression. I was like, get through this. I'm just going to stay more active. Right. And, you know, in the beginning, and, and that was a, a um, an abrupt end. The, it it was, was. It was open and... It just seemed at that point things were going so fast and closing so fast. People didn't really even have childcare set up, and the schools were all closed. Yeah, it was kind of like people were just sprung on this. And it was almost like once the schools were starting to close and they weren't given like a date on when they would reopen, you almost had to wonder, were some families happy about the fact that one of the uh, parents in the family was non-essential so that they could stay home. Imagine if your father is a doctor and your mother is a doctor. I mean, what yeah. do you do? And you don't live in a state with relatives. I mean, people would say, oh, well, the doctor could afford the daycare. That's immaterial. It's setting up the daycare and the responsibility. And, and it, what if you both work the same shift? Right. How are you going to drop them off and pick them up? Yeah. It, it, it definitely, uh, there was a shock in the, in the, like from the beginning, so when the schools closed, um, there was a shock. And I think people – so then let's go on to like the hoarding part. Yeah. So as it was progressing, we saw the toilet paper. We saw food. I Our local grocery stores, first of all, I, I have to wonder – I mean, it's no slamming anybody because anybody can do whatever they want. But I have to wonder what some people's diets were consisting of before because – <laughs> some of the foods that were never gone right. are now gone. And I, I was just like, I, I didn't get it. Um, but I guess, you know, to stay with Subtle Beast just a little bit, the media was ramping it up a little bit. And when you create fear, and yeah, I can't blame anybody for doing it. I mean, you didn't need as much as you did because now you can see people are trying to return it, which I'm glad stores are not allowing it. But uh, it's like, you got to take after, you got to take care of your family. Well, part of the stress for me in the grocery store was trying to stay one step ahead of what was going to go out of stock next. So at one point, I'm thinking I got so things that were like cleaning products. We got a lot of those. But then the next step, all right, how about laundry detergent? Is there going to be a run on laundry detergent? And then that led me to the thought of was well, there going to be a run on toothpaste? Because everybody needs that every day. Yeah. And then, you know, I grabbed a couple of toothpastes. And then it just, after thinking that type of thought for so many products, it begins to wear on you. And it's a stressful situation. It does. Because while you're going through that litany of things that you just took for granted on a regular basis, uh, as your days and weeks are starting to continue and you're getting ready in the morning and you start thinking, oh my God. When was my last haircut? When am I going to be able to get my next haircut? Now, fortunately for myself only, I got a haircut here in Pennsylvania the day before they shut us down. 
What, and I needed a haircut then. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to my brother on the phone yesterday, and he's a guy that, that keeps his hair short and tight just like I do. And he said that he didn't, and he's now able to put his hair like behind his ears a little bit. And I was like, wow. I, so, I went through the haircut thing, um, and it was f- probably four days that I put an ample amount of thought into where is my next haircut going to come from? Um, how am I going to set it up like in a backyard on a Saturday? Uh, who can I get a phone number from a barber for? But then on that fifth day when I woke up, I just let it go. Yeah, you had to. I, I really did. You had to. And that's what I said to my wife. I was like, if it gets to the point where my, I think that my hair is getting crazy. Well, first of all, it's not like we can go and see anybody. Second of all, I was like, I'm past being vain. I was like, I put a number four on my clippers. <laughs> I just shave it. I think that that's going to be the most popular haircut of uh, the spring. <laughs> yeah, either that or cousin it. Oh you yeah, know, everybody just grows it down to the floor. So yeah, so a lot of different things as we were progressing that we were taking for granted on, on a regular basis. Now, as we were progressing, uh, one of the positives though was we're starting to see a dramatic drop in gas prices because oh, nobody's yeah. going anywhere. Right. People are getting, you know, you normally fill your car up uh, maybe every week. Now, all of a sudden, you haven't filled your car up for three weeks. Yeah. I put gas in my car the other day, but prior to that, the last time was March 11th. Jeez. Yeah. So, I kept I kept the date that I actually got gas this time to see when it's going to be because my tank's full now. I, I went and got gas after getting groceries and came home. So, that gas... I would like to see, as part of this historic event, to see gas prices go below 90 cents a gallon. Oh, my goodness. Because uh, as me and Steve, I'm f- we're 43 years old. Steve will be 43. Um, we, uh, we haven't seen that. I mean, we had 99-cent gas. I mean- I remember the 99-cent gas. Uh, I mean, for $15, I could fill up my car, and bang, it was gone. But uh, so, yeah, so I mean, to see that would be great because they used to always say if everybody on the planet or even just in the U.S. would stop buying gas for one day, that it would affect the gas prices dramatically. Well, we're getting that now. Now, it's not really a choice, but uh, yeah, gas prices are plummeting. I, 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 th- I think they're going to be below a dollar soon, I think, in Pennsylvania. Speaking of plummeting, the, uh, the stock market has been amazingly volatile. Oh, extremely. And it and as much as I think that I have many, many years before retirement, so I really I try not to base a lot of anxiety on it or or, or create, have a lot of anxiety over it. It is still a little disheartening when you see the uh, automatic brakes. They do this thing where it's like a a fifteen minute pause when there's when the, right. the market's going down at a real high rate, they'll stop it for fifteen minutes just so everybody can catch their breath and then they'll open it back up. And a couple of those were imposed um within the last two weeks. It was uh there there again, a feeling of, of some somewhat uncertainty there. Sure. But look at look at it look at it this way that you're you're in a fortunate, a really fortunate position. Imagine if someone was planning on retiring like in June, oh. you know, I'm not going to say what the number is, but uh, my wife's 401k is definitely in the negative percentages right now. Yeah. So, 
not great, but luckily we have some time to, and that's the thing. It's, it's going to recover. So if you've ever wanted to dabble in the stock market, I suggest buying now and invest in commodities. I'm no, I'm no expert by no means. So don't take my advice as a investment advice, but I think that that's where it would be at. Yes. Yeah, so that, that was another little hiccup to see. So you get your grocery store thing. You, you, as we're, as we're progressing along through this, uh, this new normal that now everybody is kind of getting to. That was one of the things, the stock market volatility that was adding a little anxiety to my life. Uh, the shopping situation, uh, which actually we touched on it with the hoarding. It is, it is getting, it is get. it's also changed in other ways that, that I want to get to. Uh, I mean, but we can work kind of through the progression to get to it. Yeah, I just want—I just want to say, probably—I don't know if it'll be the last thing about toilet paper, but I just want to say, before the lockdown, I didn't buy toilet paper because we have it, and we still haven't. Because, oh, really? I mean, we shop at one of the big box stores, right? So, I mean, could we have to? I got a family of six. But uh, and you would think that even with that, that you would go through whatever they are, forty-eight rolls or whatever. Right. Nah, I think we bought like in February. <laughs> so I mean, I I I don't know where did that come from because I don't know where the toilet paper came from. I understand it. It was one of those things where you don't think about it. I, I really never thought about buying toilet paper if it was on the list i got it you know we would take it down to the last roll we'd be on red alert oh yeah you'd be down to the the little scrap that's like attached by a little piece of glue on the roll yeah or the or the last piece was on your hardwood <laughs> like oh god and then you're and then it's like hey we need toilet paper and you would just go get it yeah so to go to get it and, and not have it there yeah. i think part of the problem too was social media and people i understand people were trying to help people out but if you went to the store and you got toilet paper great you got it not guess what x y and z market has just got a new shipment in because people come in by droves and then then people see why are all these people in here buying it well I, i didn't think of it but i guess i should be too I actually now that that we started talking about the supermarket, I have a couple of, of different things. Um, the gloves on the ground. I stepped on a pair when I got out of my car at the grocery store the other day. No, no lie. Oh my gosh! And I'm not going to go into detail, but when I first felt that consistency, I was like, "Please, <laughs> what is this?" And I was like, "Oh, thank God, it was a rubber glove." It's just a rubber glove. Yep. But it's still disgusting. It is. I mean, come on. That's what you're doing. It's just like if you're that disrespectful. So that that bothers me. Sure. Um, and okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there just because I don't know exactly where in the timeline it fits, but at some point in time, uh, very few people were wearing protective masks. Right. And then the tide changed on that, and the governor said that you know people should wear masks and people did for like one day well i mean there was a rush there was then they broke down what kind of masks there are and you know there's this this one it's a n95 it's a respirator type mask that you would use if you were like sanding something down or doing some drywall work and then there's like a 
the blue like normal hospital mask that you would see somebody wearing in a hospital and then there's a the homemade mask so there's like three different levels of masks right and i'm seeing people wearing these n95 respirator masks and actually had some from cleaning out our basement so and they were saying don't don't use those reserve that for um medical professionals like surgeons or something and that's cool, but if you have an open pack of them in your basement, use them. Totally. You don't don't feel like you don't need to use them because they do offer great protection. Yeah, I mean, I was happy that I have the, I had this pack of like uh, face masks that I had bought that uh, when I ride my UTV, <clears throat> I have it under my helmet to keep the dirt out of my nose and mouth, and then I have goggles, obviously. But I busted those out um, just while the day that. Uh, the governor said that we should all start wearing masks, which brings us into where or how, how are we feeling now? So I know that when the governor came down with that order, I, um, I wasn't one that wanted to wear a mask because I was uh, afraid of the virus. However, I needed to, and when I say need, I mean, I needed to go to the, uh, the post office that day um, and I was dreading it because I had been there the week before and I just knew that it was probably gonna be more intense. So how am I feeling now? I'm feeling a little, um, nervous about wh- what's going on in public. So I grab one of my masks and I drive over to the post office where I walk in the door and the line is all the way back, uh, I, probably a good 40 yards. And I just wanted to use the automated machine, which is right in front. So I walk in the door and some lady <clears throat> right off the bat, I didn't even say anything because the lines back there and I was just, and all I kind of did was point to the machine that I wanted to use. And she was like, the lines back there, find the lines back there. I'm not, I'm not in a rush, luckily. So I'm standing there. I'm, I'm, I'm in line probably a good 20 minutes. I'm getting closer to the second wave of people that you have to get through before you even get into the, to the post office. So I thought since everybody in there had masks on, it would be all right if I asked a question. So I asked the guy in front of me, I said, excuse me, sir, do you know if they're allowing anybody to use just the automated machine over here? Doesn't even turn around. He gives me one of these over the shoulder. I don't know. But if you go and check and get out of line, you're going to lose your space in line. I was like, oh, thank you, sir. That was really kind of you. (laughs) I just stood there then behind him. I got like two more people closer and then there was nobody in front of that machine and I just went and used it and it was just like... I guess my point is, let, uh, well, we can't crack up. I, I'm, I, I'll, I'll just uh, the same story, a little bit different. Uh, so the gloves, the mask, the grocery store. You walk in, and there's an eerie feeling amongst the people. Like there's there's people. People are eyeballing you. They're side eyeing you. Like yep. they're 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 checking out of the side of their eye, like what you're doing as you're passing them. Maybe checking out what's in your cart. Yeah. Um. And then and then it's not it's not an electric feeling. It's an eerie, creepy feeling. Yeah. I mean, on the day now, it only really lasted a day in Pennsylvania that everyone wore masks and everyone went back to not wearing masks. I guess except for in their uh, specific professions, but. uh you almost felt like you had to wear one because if you didn't, like you were the the black sheep and, and not in a good way. 
No, no. Yeah, that's the you thing. <laughs> felt like you might get lynched. <laughs> well, and so like in the beginning, everybody was being very cordial, <clears throat> being very um, cohesive, and 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 now it seems as if people are more individualistic. Yeah, I agree. I think people are getting. Uh, I think because myself included. I think the people that have been at home, the walls are starting to close in on you a little bit. Um, I'm not a person that's uh, too forgetful. As a matter of fact, I usually pride myself on my memory. But like today, I was just doing a simple tax of I wanted to go put uh, my earbuds away in their charging case. So I needed to find it. Well, I found it, and I did it. And as soon as I put them back in there, I went downstairs to my basement, continuing to look for the charging case that I needed. I mean just starting to get scattered brain it's just like okay um this is a. Uh, it's starting to get to me now so how long is this going to go on and if it's since we don't know we need to start making plans for adjustments right you have to at this point assume that for the time being the relative future what it is that we have where we have gotten to is going to be our our new normal for the time being. Yeah, I mean, in in our state, it's it's definitely going to be until April thirtieth. It'll probably be extended a little bit. Hopefully not. But I know um, now. Correct me if I'm wrong. And any of our listeners in um in uh, I believe uh, Oregon or Washington, I think that their governor had said that they are going to be closed down till September first. Now, obviously, I'm sure you can retract that. But I mean, that's how long that they're going that they're going out and. Uh, yeah, I did hear a September number, and I'm not sure which. There, there was a state that still had not been reporting any cases of COVID, um, and I'm not, sh- I'm not sure that that's still the case. But I think September to project September at this point is is not a. I don't think our economy can survive. I don't think it's realistic. I think at this point you're gonna you're really gonna scrap April. Um, May is going to be a wait and see. Yeah. I mean, uh, eventually, we have to start getting back around each other or our immune, our own immune systems are going to start going down. We can't be, we can't keep ourselves separated forever because that just, that creates sickness. I was just watching a documentary uh, just the last couple of days of these um, these people that had just contacted uh, like, like almost like an Aborigine tribe that had never seen uh, a white man before. And they were approaching with caution. And matter of fact, they had said that they they had thought he was a ghost until they saw him trip. They had never seen a white, but they didn't know that it existed. Only like in, in like their their folklore. And uh, once they started to trust these people, those that tribe that was lived in the rainforest, a lot of them started getting really really sick just from being around things that they have never been exposed to before. That you know, day to day humanity has an immune system build up to. I could completely see that happening if if you're not used to being around children. Right. Now, that's on a greater level, but right. that's what I'm saying. We Eventually, we have to introduce. Because when we were kids and you get chicken pox, they'd be like, let's have a chicken pox party. So, you get it and you get it over with. So, you build up your immunity and you never get it again. It's a different... I mean, obviously, we're dealing with something different, but... Yes. I, so, a plan for adjustment. So, what I've been making a conscious effort to do is... Once I catch myself going to my typical routine, whether unless it's like working uh, on the podcast or what or what have you, uh, 
I immediately have to switch it up because I've, I've found myself in this rut of just doing the same thing when I'm not working, when I'm, I'm just watching TV and TV is depressing. So I had to stop that. Um, my another adjustment was, is I had to, now I, I do a lot of work on, on my, on my cell phone, but yesterday I had, to, I had to put it down for, I would say a majority of the day because it was giving me anxiety, uh, just because everywhere you turned, this is what's being discussed. Now, I don't mean to say now we're discussing it because it's being discussed in a different fashion, but every, it just seems like scare, everything's scare tactics being pushed everywhere. Yeah. The self, the, the cell phone addiction is for real. Uh, last night I found myself at one point just staring at the home screen, like right. which app should I open next? You know, I'd gone through four or five different apps and checked everything out. And to the point where I was just looking at the phone and I was like, oh, put it down, man. Yeah. I was telling Steve earlier that one of the things I found myself doing was as I'm sitting there, just maybe just watching TV, I keep thinking in my mind, what's the next thing? What's the next thing I'm going to do? That's going to be exciting. That's just going to give me like a little jolt of like, oh, okay, I had a little quote unquote high for a second. Yeah, the next of, stimulation. Right. And I was telling him that. I was, I'm, I'm having these thoughts and then I'll think to myself, oh, you just did that 15 minutes ago though. So well, how's that going it, it, to, it's just, it's, it's getting confusing. So again, I have to switch up my program and uh, uh, get my brain right for this new normal. And, and that's exactly what it is. It is normal. Well, that, that thing that you were just discussing is the same thing. It's happening to you. It's happening to me. <clears throat> we kind of collaborated together, got our heads together and realize that these things that are happening now to you that are happening to me that they're happening to everybody right and i can't imagine somebody that lives by themselves regardless of age now it'd be worse obviously for the elderly um but psychologically it would would be the same for just about anybody it's had me thinking a lot about now this is going to sound ridiculous because it's not on the same scale but it's had me thinking a lot about um prisoners that get put into solitary confinement Um, because whether you think about it or not, when they get put in there, they have no idea what time of day it is. They have no idea what day it is. Now, what if you got like a month now when I started having, when I started thinking about that, I was like, Hmm, I wonder if there's anything out there that people have actually looked into. And yeah, I found this documentary. This guy records him. He had a team that record him. He put him in this, all white room with just generic bottled water and, and, and food that said like tuna on it. Now he had to spend three days in there and every so often he would have to um, take a guess at what time he thought it was or what day it was. Now, when it first started off, he could ballpark it within a couple hours, but after being in there 12 hours, he thought it was a different day. He was up. He, he had just woken up cause you can only get so much sleep. Woke up at like 1am. He's like, ah, feels like 7.30. He's like, I guess I'll have breakfast and this and that. And he started to go a little bit crazy. Like when they came in to get him, when it was after the time was over, when he saw them come in, he wasn't sure whether he was hallucinating or not. Oh, I mean, that's scary. I mean, is that psychological torture? Uh, I guess that's for another time. But I guess when you're in the same spot doing the same thing over and over again, they say that's insanity it, and expecting it, a different result. Right. It, it reminds you of the Groundhog movie. Totally. And I've seen so many references to that on social media because like us all probably been glued there and communicating with people that you don't get to see and just it's crazy. So 
Yeah. Um, so, an examples of how I stay out of a, a repetitive slump. If I'm gonna, if I find myself meandering into where the TV is, I just I do an about phase and I go and take a walk. My dog, I don't think has ever been happier in her entire life <laughs> because we're all home and she goes on more walks. I don't think I've, I, I hear my dog snoring at night, so I know she's getting a plenty of activity. But I mean, it's a good thing because I can't go and, and work out at the gym to keep myself fit. So uh, just got to go on extra long walks and, you know, and, and do what you can. And I guess it doesn't really matter what you do to, <clears throat> to, to break up your day. But if you find yourself slipping into that rut, grabbing for your cell phone, and you have the opportunity to go outside, just go outside. I liked, some sun. I liked it when in pre-show when you said, this is your time. This is. This is your time. I mean, think of it. What has been <clears throat> something that's been on your mind that you're like, you know what? When I have the time, I'm going to get this done. Or we can even go back a few months. What was it that you said, okay, for my New Year's resolution, this is what it's going to be? Regardless. Well, if you're looking for the time, now's the time. If you, I only had the time, I would. Yeah. Use this time so productively. Uh, I mean, me and Steve have written countless shows in this time off that we're going to be good for a while and so but that just shows how important we felt like getting this message out was tonight we got so many shows ready in the tank ready to go but for not only our own sanity but for everybody's to find out are we all feeling this way and and we are and we are because going along with this being unprecedented i don't i'm i'm certain it's going on in every state but you know all the schools are closed we just received word today i believe today or yesterday that the schools will remain closed for the remainder of the school year and everything's going online they got to do these apps for their school it's not really being enforced because i don't believe they can because the whole uh what if i don't have wi-fi debate comes in what if i don't have a computer now some schools are providing them but it's tough to enforce that. They can't impact the child's grade going forward in this. It's just right now it's, it's an option to keep them educated. And, and I wasn't, I, I think you were able to see it more clearly than I was. I was expecting a May return. Um, and when I did, when I did get confirmation that the rest of the school year, uh, not canceled, but you know, went from being in person to online. I thought, man, what a what a terrible shame that these kids, especially if you're a senior, they're not getting their senior prom. They're they're not getting yeah. they're not getting their graduation. They're right they're right of passage. Right, the oh. things that we held so dear. And not only that, I mean, yeah, that's those are wonderful and those are nostalgic things. But I think me personally, as a senior, what would have been crushing would have been if there would have been a senior week. I mean, yeah, I was looking forward to graduating. But senior week, I was just, it, you're finally done with school. You're 18. You're an adult. You can cut loose to a degree. But, uh, yeah, hopefully by summertime, I mean... Can you imagine what some of these beach resorts are going to look like in the summertime? Like if they just open, like Memorial Day, <laughs> oh my. people would be swinging from the rafters. Yeah, I don't know if any of our listeners have ever been to um, Ocean City, Maryland, but it's a great vacation spot on the East Coast. But they uh, they have an, uh, a place there called Secrets. It's a great club and you know, bar. And but uh, every year when they open, there's a huge line. It's all the way down the street, and it's just it's it's immense. You can see it online. I can't imagine what it would be like. No. Uh, it, it, I think um, 
That's a good point, and I've heard, I've actually heard the president say, uh, you know, follow follow the mitigation rules, follow the the hygiene rules, and uh, you know they're going to provide the stimulus. And he says, when this is over, we're going to have a big party. Yeah, and uh, and I. And I, and I believe that. I believe there will be um, some type of celebration. And I'm hoping that it can be a celebration of unity that, okay, we did what needed to be done. We made the sacrifices that were necessary, not only for ourselves and for our family, but uh, for our neighbor and our coworker and, and, and whoever. And our grandparents. Our grandparents, our, our school teachers, everybody. We just have to remember how we felt when we first started going into this because we're starting to see in this time now, because like we said, we discussed the start, the progression. And now like Steve was saying, you're going into places and you're, you're getting the stink eye. And uh, if you're a guy like me who has season seasonal allergies going into any public place right now, whether it be the post office, because I had to for work or if uh, going to the grocery store, just clearing my throat i don't do it like i'm almost like in a rush to get out of there because if you go like the the look of death that you get and we gotta stop that i mean it how many times have you been and you didn't even notice someone clearing your throat you're just hypersensitive to it now if somebody was out i mean if they weren't i don't know i'm getting tongue-tied because we just need to get back to basic humanity treating each other as we're not we're not the enemy we're in this together we're, i want i want it to be better you want it to be better my wife went to the pharmacy and was standing in the line and just choked on her own spit and yeah literally as she's doing it s- says the words out loud i'm just choking on my own spit because immediately every head in the aisle turns towards her oh sure i mean I understand that you want to be protected, and I understand that you, you've gone to great lengths. You're invested in being protected at this point. You spent a month at home. You're wearing your gloves. You're wearing your mask. Uh, you, you, you can't um, treat someone that negatively for coughing. And that, that brings me to this next thing, Fultz. You've noticed this. I've noticed this. And this is a terrible thing. The racism yeah there is a lot of a lot of different racism going on um i've seen it uh i've read about it uh just the way that people are perceiving um uh asian americans in this country uh, i mean okay so so this it started in china for whatever reason rabbit hole no rabbit hole whatever happened okay if that's where it started these people aren't responsible no. you can't give them the look of death because of, they've never been to wuhan no I mean, I just we, we and, and also and I, and I understand it's coming out of fear because hate is based on fear. But I mean, we can't do it. It's not these people's fault. We just and everyone's getting so, sick and tired of this social distancing. Yeah, me included. But if we don't do it right, wrong or indifferent, regardless of what we believe, if this is a bunch of BS and we shouldn't be social. Okay, great, fine. We don't. Well, we got to do it, or else we're just going to extend it. And and also this particular racism against medical personnel. 100%. I'm seeing messages, don't wear your scrubs to the store after your shift. And I don't understand that. Yeah. I mean, it's just people are giving them looks like, oh, you just left the hospital, which again, I'm trying not to be very rabbit holy, but 
I think the media in some circumstances are blowing it out of proportion by saying when they're reporting the number of cases in your state, that doesn't mean that every single one of your local hospitals is packed to the hilt. Now, that is the case in New York, California, and some other. Now, Pennsylvania, where we live, is, is, is one of the hot spots. But that doesn't mean that everybody in the, is packed out to the gills with COVID-19 and they got FEMA camps out front treating people. That they, when these people walk into a public place, that they just got COVID all over them. Can't not, do it. Yeah, it's not dripping off of them. If you see a nurse, instead of shying away for uh, from them and making a, a snarky remark like, you shouldn't be here, you should, be, you should go home and change your shower after your shift, a person's getting a gallon of milk on their way home embrace them and appreciate that sacrifice that person probably just worked a 12-hour shift well if you believe in karma this wouldn't be the time that you'd want to be disrespecting a medical profession I'm not saying that anybody would get corona or covid 19 but there's typical accidents now if you chastised a doctor nurse whatever anybody in the medical profession guess what what if you went into the emergency room and the doctor or an rn or whoever comes walking in is that person what do you think your quality of care is going to be? And not to say that it's right, but rightfully so because of the way that you treated them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, karma comes in, in lots of different forms. So, again, let's keep our humanity. Now, what else can could we do going on? Um, if, if you're fearful for that you're not going to have enough food or that the stores are going to be out of it, well, guess what? Believe it or not, you can survive on just uh, stuff that you grow. Um, you could become try and be a little bit self-sustaining. Um, if you like, uh, if you like having chicken and, and and hamburgers every or throughout your diet, that's great. Guess what? You could save a ton of money if you if you uh, plant. We're planting a lot in my house right now. We just got a bunch of different uh, vegetable beds, a bunch of different seeds. I've got stuff that's already growing, sprouting. So we're going to do our part to uh, reduce our trips to the grocery store because uh my wife and i are vegan so all we eat is is vegetables and fruit so uh if we can be self-sustaining and remove our quote-unquote footprint our covid19 footprint from the uh from anywhere we're gonna we're doing it that that inspires me yeah yeah it, it really does that because we are such we have uh we're a small family we have a son and we make so much trash that we hit the capacity of bags that you can put out on a weekly basis i hear you that's sad and i'm actually feeling guilty about that listening to you talk about lowering your footprint and planning your own food i I really respect that well i appreciate it and you know what it's fun i mean I like I like checking on checking on plants and see how they're doing and it's just and then I'm going to be able to eat it. It's going to be great. It's going to be healthy for me. Um, it's 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 one of those things where you're going to take a, a bad situation and turn it into a positive. If I got enough food, if I can grow enough food, just even for a month, look at the impact that that's going to have on uh, on my grocery bill. Um, I look what the impact is going to have on my gas bill because I didn't need to go. Again, we only eat vegetables, so I don't need to go out to get any meat per se. So, uh, again, so then we're saving money on gas. So then I guess that'll help gas prices go down. If we could become self-sustaining, I mean, imagine the fact, God forbid, if this was like, 
uh, as bad as like uh, back in the day when they used to have to bring the uh, the the uh, the plague doctors in, you know, with with like God forbid leprosy, but uh, you'd have you'd be forced to become self-sustaining. So what have we learned throughout this time is uh, that we're not as prepared as we should be, not even close. So if we think that this is going to be the last time that this happens, then uh, we haven't been paying attention to our history. So let's take this time to better prepare ourselves for next time. Whatever it is that you think that you're going to need on a daily basis, figure out a way that you can not only do it cheaper, but easier and be able to have a large quantity of it. Growing food is a, is, is a great way. Rice. Yeah, rice is a good one, man. Yeah. I mean, having, Bags of rice. having fruit trees. I mean, and uh, people say, well, you live in Pennsylvania. What about the winter? And bring them inside. Get a, get a small greenhouse. You can get a greenhouse that you can set up in probably less than 20 minutes from any type of like farming store, and they're like 40 bucks. So there's some tips. I don't know if that's something that you're into. That's even uh, maybe you're a meditarian, uh, which <laughs> by all means, hey, trust me, I I used to be. I got no, no problems with it. Um, I did. I had to do it for health reasons. But uh, I got a question for you. Sure. This goes back to what we were talking about with the big party. You know, after we've sure done, uh, we we completed. You know, mitigation and um, do you think? Because we also said the word historical, right? <clears throat> do you think that we are at a historical level yet? where we would create it like a national holiday representing it being over. Do do you think there is that that aha moment or the, like that point where they the news which has been so fast to limit everything where it opens it back up? Yeah, I mean, I can imagine let's say that by Memorial Day, uh, businesses have been back open. Everybody's coming back together, and we're we're, we're doing our best to uh, get back to our normal lives. You can almost uh, guarantee that um, the following year, uh, the media will cover this time last year. This is what was going on, or this time last year we were locked down for X amount of days. At this point, and there was no uh, idea of when it was going to be released that we could go back to work. And yeah, I. I I, I don't know how it will be memorialized, if you will, but I, uh, aside from our minds, I think it definitely will be in, in some fashion. It's the biggest, I, I think this is the biggest thing that's happened in my lifetime. Yeah, I said to my kids when it, when, uh, when it first happened, I was like, yeah, I was like, this is the one of the, not the one, one uh, this is the biggest thing that's ever really taken place, like something of this magnitude. And I said, outside of a, uh, extraterrestrials being revealed i mean this is up there for me i mean it's got to be for us all because it's not like you can be like well you know you dealt with this one before well yeah and and it's global and I, i'm glad that you brought up et's because as a as the human race progresses um and you look back 100 years like we talked about the spanish flu this one's different and it's different because we are using science our medical science currently we're using technology and we're using things differently than before. So one of the leading uh, hard charging people right now is Bill Gates. Bill and Melinda Gates with their foundation have, have pumped tons of money into 
uh, collegiate study and private industry study of vaccinations. There, there is a vaccine that they're actually testing currently um, for COVID COVID nineteen. And if that's the case, uh, like we did with polio, we can eradicate a, dis- a bad disease. Right now, I, I'm hoping that that is the case. Um, I'm not going to touch on <laughs> the the Bill and Melinda Gates issue. Uh, I got a lot of different views and opinions and things that I don't agree with with them. So keeping on the positive, I'm but, just. But I'm saying that Bill got there with his tech money. So the right. t- so. Te- the technology boom that we've the information age the technology boom has has benefited us in many ways first of all we, we've created the worldwide internet uh, you know we've been using it to communicate and now we can take global action together uh, whereas in in the past and especially at the turn of the century with the Spanish flu uh, they, they lost millions and millions of people but with the best practices being shared amongst the globe, we can now lower the total death count or the mortality of the entire disease drastically. Drastically. Because knowledge is power, and they, and they weren't able to get knowledge out to the masses back in 1917. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's just something that we're just going to have to pull together and... Um, and more or less ride it out. Now, one thing I did think that was interesting, um, thinking about um, com- or some businesses that um, that are non-essential, that uh, that we're that we're doing without now. And quite honestly, it's it's okay. Other than like a like a movie theater, is a movie theater gonna survive this new wave of? Uh, the 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 Hollywood actors and action their movies just coming straight out to streaming, right? Um, are people going to get so used to that that going to a building to have to do this is archaic now? Uh, well, that's a, the, I like that you brought that up, be, and I want to touch on that. I want to touch on uh, that other thing that you and I were talking about in a second. But I think that going into a large public area to view a movie is is uh, almost done yeah i think people are gonna almost look at it as absurd like why are we gonna pack that many people into uh a small place like that because not only do they have to worry about the viruses i mean because there's been other things in the past lunatics have come into movie theaters and right you now the, maybe they're the just batman yeah you're too at risk there for anything exposed and quite honestly we've gotten to the point now where we don't have to go to a bed we people that are in in the tech world they don't even really have to go into the office i mean luckily my wife with her profession she's been able to work from home right from her laptop and i said to her i said if anything else this should prove to the company that they could save a ton of money by just having their employees work at home it works it's proven so there's some i guess you could say good slash bad things that could come out of this because if we do away with the movie theater then that hurts the people that own those movie theaters but there's it's a trend it's something that you can see and and here's another trend that we discussed shaking hands yeah is that a thing of the past i um i've shaken a lot of hands in my day 
As I buy, yeah. And now I haven't shaken a hand, and I couldn't tell you one. No, that's the thing. Now I I shake zero hands. Sure, I make zero human contact. If I mean, if there's any way that I can prevent it, yeah. And and that is that is kind of a guideline. That's the CDC guideline currently. But when these guidelines get lifted, is there going to be a stigma then around that human contact? I think for a little while. I definitely think for a little while. I think for a little while, I think we'll, we'll see that. There's probably going to be a lot of uh, maybe fist bumping or heel clicking or winking. or uh, I, I would be completely satisfied with just standing in front of someone talking to them with zero contact. Yeah. I mean, I got right for for the time being just because you don't know what somebody else's comfortability level is so it's kind of just like a a dance we're gonna have to do for a while everyone's gonna be waiting for everyone else and then uh maybe just like things are now maybe people will just get tired of it and be like you know what we're living in fear come give me a hug yeah you're right i do i do like a you know what i like i like a hug i like a pat on the back if i do a good job yeah i'd like a you know a nice pat on the back that always makes somebody that solidifies the fact that that good job was done or that hug you know that when you see an old friend solidifies i guess that handshake solidifies kind of a deal that's always been like a yeah we've got a deal it's a pact now so as as we're giving respect to the people in the essential businesses the doctors the nurses I don't. If I don't list, I'm sorry. We need to remember too that if if, if we want to feel uh, the pride that they are being out and serving the community, we can be just as important by doing our part. And just uh, let's just let's just get through this. Yeah, social distancing. It flat out sucks. But uh, yeah, Pennsylvania is guilty of it. I mean, uh, they opened up. Um, what was it? Trout season, and people were out in droves. Um, I saw pictures online. I mean. There wasn't an inch in between some people. Is it bad? I don't know. Is it good? I don't know. But is it what they're saying we should do right now or they're just going to keep locking us down longer? Yeah. So if you want to get out of jail, what do you do? You got to be on your best behavior. Then you get early release. Yeah. That's all. And just we can't. Let's not lose our humanity. All right. Let's not give anybody of any other ethnic background a, uh, a dirty look. I hope in 100 years we're not even using the word human race. I hope we're just using human consciousness because we, we are all conscious beings. Let's treat each other like we're living that life in another universe because if you, if you, if you subscribe to that theory, you are. So... Or if you, if you are in, uh, in any type of, a, if your religion speaks of karma, when you come, come back, well, remember that when we're dealing with one of the most sensitive errors in any of our times, if we lose our humanity, we're going to have nothing left. We're just going to be a bunch, of, a bunch of animals and savages. Yeah, I, I, I want to say, you know, positive vibes. Sh- shoot someone a smile. <laughs> Don't... Don't shoot that scowl that, uh, okay, we, we understand you're, you're not a happy person right now because you've been inside for the last month and you ran out of some necessity and now you have to travel out to a grocery store and you're not exactly how to take it. You don't know exactly how to take it because you haven't been there for a while and you're kind of checking everything out. But just just don't forget, you know, we're all the same. We are. And again, we don't know how long it's going to last, so... Will this be the last that Subtle Beast speaks of this topic? Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully it really is um, because 
nobody wants to dive right back down the rabbit hole more than me and that's coming so you don't have to worry Ton, tons tons we're going to be uh good stuff too yeah, we're going to be getting pretty close to the bottom of that rabbit hole digging through some stuff so but we just thought it was important tonight that we reached out told you how we were feeling we're kind of cracking up a little bit but we're just going to deal with it and but fig- that's normal that's normal uh, again, just just find something to uh, keep your mind occupied. Do that thing that you always wanted to do write, that you said that, that was going to make me money. Do it. Just do it. And we can. Uh, I just going to close with. Uh, we hope everybody continues to uh, be safe, be well, uh, be a helping hand. Offer uh, up to the elderly if they need something. Help them out. And. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to – I feel better that I was actually able to express myself tonight. It actually does make you feel a lot more comfortable when you get to talk about it, and I hope that you guys feel more comfortable listening to Fultz and I talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and if, if there's anybody out there and you, and you don't have somebody to talk to on a regular basis but you're listening to our show, shoot us a messenger. Write to us on any of our social media. We will get back to you. We respond to everybody. So uh, do that. We'll carry on a conversation with you. Heck, if we got to get you on the phone – and we'll talk to you. We'll talk about, we'll let you pick your favorite topic that we've covered and we'll talk about it for a while. As long as we can bring some joy to you. Like I said, we, lo- we love to talk. We do. So until next time, I'm Foltz. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.